0: Dare we open Pandora's mystic box?
1: To every generation a slayer is born, except this time there were six. This is the dimension of imagination.
2: You are entering the mystic zone. Do you ladies see that aura? Something wonderful this way comes. Welcome to the Mystic Order podcast. We are the Mystic Order of East Alabama fiction writers. I am Mystic Joanne, the
1: Mystic Defender. I'm Marion, the Mystic Dog Whisperer.
0: I'm Katie, the Mystic Oracle.
3: I'm Mary, the Nebulous Mystic.
0: And I'm Gail, the Mystic Love Queen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that is because today, ladies, we will be speaking about love. Love. You know, they say that every story that has ever been written is a love story. Every good story that has ever been written is a love story. What are your favorite love stories? It could be one that you had when you were a child.
0: Harold and Maude is my favorite love story. I love that myself. And I'm beginning to um, identify with Maude. Because I'm now her age and I'm going to a lot of funerals with handsome young guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but have you thrown your ring into No, I
0: haven't <laughs> thrown my ring yet and, and and the handsome young guys have not been pretending to commit suicide or Harry Carey.
3: Gail, I just watched that movie night before last. Maybe <laughs> in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, I have noticed that you have quite a an admiring flock of young men, so maybe there's And something can you to blame that. them? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Gail even has young stalkers.
0: <laughs> yes, I like being stalked. <laughs> and in fact, I wrote a poem about stalking an old boyfriend on the World Wide Web, and later, I, I intend to read it on this broadcast.
2: We will definitely come back to a stalking poem <laughs> about <laughs> the love. Oh, me, yes. Well, love, like I said, it, love is everywhere. Love is um, love is what you make of it, I think, to some extent you I was looking through some things um, there is a five languages of love has anybody ever heard of that and i know that you know some people just don't express their love by saying i love you they do it by other things like good good works and good deeds
3: I not only have heard of it, but where I was working before I semi-retired, we all knew each other's love languages, and we're careful to express our gratitude and uh, appreciation for one another in each other's love languages, and it made for an easier workplace. Get out do the of mystics the do that? We should. I, I think I sent you all an email asking you to take your love test so that I could now communicate with you in your love language. I couldn't
1: answer any of the questions.
0: <laughs> I che- <laughs> I cheated. <laughs> I cheated on the love test.
3: I want to know the results.
0: <laughs> no, actually, I, d- I didn't read it. I w- I actually went to work today because I'm not retired.
3: Oh, I d- yeah, but we've had this assignment for well over two for months. Long
0: I've been working again. straight for yes. two months.
2: I think I know that Jimmy's love language. My husband's love language is acts of service. Well, he is why don't you always tell us doing. They are first. Well, first acts of what? Acts of service. I've He's never heard of that particular act. Well, you ha- yes, you have because Bob Langley's the same way. He likes to do things for you. Tell us oh, the he doesn't necessarily tell you that he loves you, but he does things for you. Um, words of affirmation. You, know, that you mean is, how he
0: changes the TV with his remote control for me?
2: He goes, honey, what, what channel would you like to
0: watch? <laughs> that, that hasn't t- happened at <laughs> our house yet. Yeah.
1: I used to put the dishes up on a shelf you couldn't reach? I've been <laughs> there when that love language broke out. <laughs> Acts of service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many years have you been married, Joanne? I have
1: been
2: married. I've been married longer, I think, than anybody at this table. Well,
0: how many? Forty,
2: let's see, six, 44 years. This 44 year. years. So 44
0: I'm at 30. Well, Bob says we're at 37, but I thought it was 36, but no, who it knows? is
2: 36. Bob, you said it was 37. <laughs> oh, no, I think I thought it was right, 37. Maude. But anyway,
0: uh, so when I get to 44, does that mean Bob's going to actually ask me what to do with the remote control? No, oh. not at all.
2: Absolutely <laughs> not. I can tell you for sure that's not going to happen. But back to the five languages of love. (laughs) Um, Words of affirmation, that is, you know, when you tell people how wonderful they are and you give a lot of compliments and tell them how much you appreciate what they do. And then there's acts of service that we have talked about where people will do things like watching the kids. We were talking about watching grandchildren a little while ago. Um, and affection—it's just what it sounds like. It's a person who gives hugs and kisses and likes to touch. You know that you know people who like to touch. Well, never mind, Gail. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, then I'm
0: <laughs> thinking in my mind, who might that quality be?
2: Quality time is just the love language of being with somebody, just enjoying being in their company. Nothing else has to be. You know, just being fully present in the conversation or whatever. And then gifts. You know, that if you, there are people who show their appreciation by giving gifts. Yeah, that's me. You give gifts. Yes, Yes, you do. We have the the Great American Giveaway many, many times because Gail brings us a little something each. Yeah, that's right.
3: So you're talking about expressive love. I always look at this as receptive. How how you interpret what you, what show what you interpret as showing love. Like, for me, um, words of affirmation are not that important. For me, acts of service is way, way, that's my by far number one. And, um, you know, for me, luckily, receiving gifts is not something I need from my loved one, thank God, because my husband doesn't give me gifts at all. The last gift he gave me for Valentine's Day was baby clams, in a can, and he put little smiley faces on it to show he loved me.
2: On the baby clamps? Right, just because he felt like he should <laughs> give a gift. <laughs> oh, on the can. On the can. Okay, good. <laughs> so, um,
3: yeah, I, I, I think of the love languages. I haven't taken the course or anything, as how how you perceive being loved.
0: I think I told you about the Christmas where um, my son Rivers opened all his presents and my husband Bob opened all his presents and then, my son said to my husband Bob, "Dad, where's Mom's present?" And and um, Bob looks at Rivers and goes, "Rivers, didn't you get your mom a present?" <laughs> 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 but uh, my present was—I thought it was hilarious because I knew good and well I could buy myself anything I wanted, and so yeah. I did.
2: <laughs> and I think it's a. But you know, I think you saying the way you perceive love but don't isn't it the way you perceive love the way you give love so if i you know i think my love language if you will is affection and so i like getting hugs i like people being touchy yes yeah, you know it works that way yeah. does it
0: matter who it is i mean like could the butcher be touchy and you well, be Well, you know there Mr. are some Bill? creepy guys that have <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, Mr. Bill doesn't know I exist, and that
1: really hurts my and
2: feelings. And he's not a butcher anymore. Either. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: And Mr. Bill is affectionate in his own in way. In his own way. He
1: gives he gifts. Is. He gave me my Swiss Army knife.
0: Oh, see there?
4: He gave me an axe. <laughs> Perhaps you all should explain a little bit about who Mr. Bill is without naming too many names. Well, Mr. Bill is a
2: gentleman that works at a grocery store who is very attentive. He's very good at what he
1: does. He knows what's in stock. He
2: and, he's and he's fond of the mystics. And he's fond.
1: He's a fan of the
2: mystics. And he
0: follows he ha- the mystics through the grocery store and tells them jokes.
1: And he has all of our books.
0: Yeah, that that counts.
1: That counts for a lot. That's
0: what I call affection. There you go. There's here's a, here's there's love a language for me, of love. Audience. <laughs> If you have our books or if you listen to our, our podcast, that's all I need from you. Well, I don't know. Roses could be all right. I particularly like yellow ones, but, but that would be all right.
2: Whatever happened to oak leaf hydrangeas?
0: Listen, I have 10 new oak leaf hydrangeas in my woods. Not one of them given to me by uh, any of you guys, but a friend of mine moved out of her house and said, take every one in the yard. <laughs> I can't stand the people who bought this I, house. I was going to say, again, a
2: gift that is a language of love. That
3: <laughs> Well, I did notice when you could go and take the quiz that they had all these different categories. You could take them for your Now, where do you take this quiz? At Haley On Center? the link I sent you.
0: Oh, that that link.
3: Yeah. And so you could take it for kids, or you could take it for workmates, or you could take it for men at the grocery store. But, Marion, why couldn't you answer any of the questions?
1: Because I apparently didn't go deep enough into following <laughs> links and all the questions that it was asking on what I was looking at seemed to be your romantic partner. Oh, okay. And I don't have a romantic partner. So it was sort That's of That's a
0: shame. An audience, I hope you're listening out there that our Marion has no romantic partner. And
1: if you want to be my romantic partner and I have to pick one of these five things, I'll take acts of service. Oh yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I need some painting done. I need some <laughs> sanding of <laughs> floors done. Some plumbing, plumbing done. Yes, I need work on your car. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. And preferably have money.
1: And the quality time, not so much. I've got Acorn TV and dogs. And dogs. <laughs> yeah. Words of affirmation. I'm old enough now that I no. don't need those. Mm-hmm. Affection. Uh-uh. Please mm-hmm. not. Please no. Well,
0: I'm when <laughs> I think of love, I think of our lazy boy recliners. Me too. Which there is. We get in our Lazy Boy recliners about 4.30 in the afternoon, and this, to me, is love. We have our supper there, we watch Jeopardy! there, and then we go to Netflix.
2: And that would be quality time. Yes. You guys are just, you, you know, chilling out together. And
1: if you find somebody to do that, to watch your British Mysteries and have quality time and not to talk during the Mysteries or bother you there's no
0: chance bob langley's going to talk during the mystery (laughs) miss during acorn tv
1: that kind of quality time would be nice yeah oh yeah yeah in fact i'm
0: not sure bob can talk
2: (laughs) (laughs) the bob can talk i think my whole
3: relationship with joe is built on quality time and much of that is walking the dogs at kiesel park and then watching movies at night and we don't have to talk to each other we can each listen to our own podcast or whatever but just hanging out
1: that's why people love babies as babies can't talk <laughs> People <laughs> love babies because babies can't talk, so they can't disagree with you or prove you wrong that's or why question you. Or dogs dogs too. So I think that's probably a real positive for any relationship is one of the partners doesn't talk. And then I, there's will,
2: I will have to disagree because my sister Libby Because you can talk the ears
0: off a of brass monkey, Joanne. That's when,
2: why. Who's my brass monkey without its ears sitting over there? Um <laughs> <laughs> Mary, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Don't look. <I'm> <laughs> I was looking we for Jimmy. Looked. I thought she was calling Jimmy a brass monkey. <laughs> thought Jimmy had snuck in and well,
2: we all know thought what to get Joanne
3: for Christmas <laughs> next year. A brass monkey. A brass monkey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With no ears. Uh, talking about why people love babies. Libby loves babies, and Libby has always, my sister has always loved babies. But as she said, when they get opinions. She doesn't like them so much anymore. Aww. But I'm the opposite. I love teenagers. Teenagers?
0: Teenagers, I because do. they have opinions. I like it when they turn 33. Is per- that how old Rivers yes. is now? <laughs> yes. he's, you know, every time I used to complain about Rivers, one of my friends would say, he's not through unfolding. <laughs> and so now when someone complains about their child i'll go oh he's not through unfolding you tell me that that quite a
1: few times
2: (laughs) in
0: the past
1: i think it's
2: true though i definitely think children do not (laughs) quote unfold until they are in their 30s that's what i see mine finally settling down Um, michael just turned 36 i didn't unfold
0: until I was in my thirties. I'm not sure you're s- unfolded yet. <laughs> she is
2: continually <laughs> blossoming. I know.
0: <laughs> when she shows up as Holly Go Lightly at, you know, a perfectly plain party, I'm thinking Marion is unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not have a bad Have I done fit. that lately? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> have you
2: been to a party lately? No, there we go. No. No, you don't go out not. in
0: flu season. No, I don't. Yeah. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> I know. Bless her heart. I have masks Let's now. let Katie about her love life. I'm not sure yeah, she's what she has there. to say. Katie is
2: mm, oh, the quiet <laughs> mystic like <laughs> Judy used to be.
4: Not always. <laughs> I know. Not always. Yeah. I mean, you strike you me as a wildcat, Katie. That's it. That's, that's me. <laughs> 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 well, I, I love, just love listening to all of your stories. And I'll, I'll be honest. That my favorite love stories are the ones that don't go well. Oh. You know, I like I mean I love a happy ending and all, but I really love a story about love that's about challenges. And sometimes they don't end well. But maybe that's because to me that's what life is. You know, you can love you things that it doesn't always end what well. What
0: story doesn't end, end well? What love story? Romeo
2: and Juliet. Yeah.
4: Oh I that. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but well, even I mean even more dead, modern not fiction. Just one of them. Has anybody been listening to the Modern Love podcast? No. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So And then t- it's a TV show as well as a podcast. So not all of those turn out well, but they're real. And I think that's part of what I love oh, I about a good I love story w- is I for you. I did
0: watch it. The first one was about the doorman who took yeah. care of Yes. That was that fabulous. It was, fine. And yeah. then, then some of them got weird, but that was well wonderful. I, aren't
3: they based on his actual letters? I don't the know. Who's What's his name <laughs> who does that column? How unprofessional.
4: I can't remember his name, but Cheryl Strade's involved, too, who wrote Wild. Yeah,
3: yeah. She did do oh. sugar. I I had a very good time sitting down to think about what love is, biologically speaking. And I Uh-oh. already knew some of this stuff, but it was just an enormously self affirming research bit because now I understand myself so much better so do y'all want to hear a couple of the things that I, I like?
0: do am afraid to. to
3: the main thing that impressed me so much was that um you know how meet somebody and there's all the sparks and you're in the beginning stages and blah 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 and there's butterflies and then that ends you know you can look at me and say oh but no I'm still romantic with my husband but no you're not that that actually ends but now I understand the biology Mary, have, behind you been peeking? It. have you been
2: peeking in my windows again <laughs>
3: It has to end. Of course, it's based on neurotransmitters. Um, I won't even go through the, s- the stages of love, which the first one is lust, and we all know that's, that's governed by estrogen and testosterone, and we can move right on from that because we know about that. The second stage is the romance stage, and it's governed by norepinephrine, dopamine, and
2: phenylethylamine. That can you matter. get
0: that at the Kroger Pharmacy? No, you I cannot without you can. a
2: prescription. I <laughs> bet you can. And no, but that's what it is. It You get addicted to love. There are some people who get yes, addicted to love.
3: To that particular stage of love. Yes. And that stage is affiliated with, and those those neurotransmitters are affiliated with the feeling of energy, energy. High motivation, butterflies in the stomach.
0: um, Oxycontin.
3: (laughs) Not yet. That's not yet. That's the later stage. I think that's
0: what they put in my cough medicine last week. It may have been.
3: (laughs) Maybe. But it also is, um, it makes you so, it heightens your awareness of everything. And so it causes a level of stress in your body. And a lot of times people in this stage of love forget to eat. It works as an appetite suppressant. It's really a wonderful thing. And people get addicted to it. And it's the same it's treated this well you don't treat love, but this ex- this can exist in people with obsessive compulsive disorders when thoughts of your loved one just you're obsessed with them. It's similar to somebody who's o c d in other ways
0: Have you ever known people who have these say college romances or a teenage romance? And cannot get over that person. I mean they yes. may go on yeah, years and, and yeah. years later. And marry someone else and yeah. maybe marry four other elses, but it's that one person that they yeah. absolutely can't get over. I have a friend like that. She's now seventy two. Oh my. And she's still I in fact I counted. I saw her for lunch this week and I counted how many times she said his name.
3: Wow. And when was that relationship
1: in her life?
0: I think it's been over Over, over, for 25 years. Is he still alive? Yeah.
1: Is she she in contact with
2: him? No. That's interesting. Yeah.
3: All right, so I'm going to move on with my science lesson so we can continue this podcast. Okay. So here's what happens. Your body recognizes that you're in this heightened stress state, and it works against that. And so if you're still hanging out with this person, and... You're s- you stay in this butterflies and your belly state eventually your body says mm, this is not going to do and starts sending out the next round of, of neurotransmitters including serotonin and um, vasopressin and they uh-huh. work to calm that state of stress down
0: vasopressin isn't that what you put in your shoe if it hurts your foot
3: yeah, yeah vasopressin with an arch <laughs> <laughs> i think it is a
0: diuretic <laughs> Those are the
3: chem- those are the hormones or chemicals or neurotransmitters, <laughs> and I'm getting my words mixed up and thinking about feet. Feet that are, that are well, you talked about arches and yes. putting them in oh, your okay. shoes.
0: Yes, i love for somebody to rub my feet. You oh know, yeah. Quentin
3: Tarantino's got a foot fetish, but that's another. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving back to your next stage of love, how do you know this? Because I watch his movies.
0: I mean, does he like? Oh, to rub feet because he
3: prominently features feet in all of his films. Yeah. He's
0: too old for you, Gail. He's, he's too old for me.
3: Yeah. He's not sixteen.
0: Oh. <laughs> that's true. <And laughs> is he cute though?
3: Yeah. This <laughs> new stage of love is your attachment and commitment stage. Ah. And that's where your drug like hormones come in, the oxytociny things, like when you're bonding with babies and all of that and heart oh. medicine. And if you stay in your relationship, this is when you become an old shoe. And some of us, like me, this is my favorite. This is the stage of relationship I like. I like the old shoe. I'm not crazy about the romance part. I really like the comfort part, the attachment, the commitment part. And it's all governed by your hormones. And you can't do anything about it. You can't stay in that. Lala, but if people
1: hands. have hormone imbalances with all their other hormones, certainly they must have these hormone imbalances too.
0: Oh yeah, I must have. This for is a, sure. a
3: typical biological yeah. system. Could you? You, you can s- only speak in general. I've been in the old
0: science. shoe stage uh, since I was sixteen, I think. Oh.
2: No, I I like the romantic stage. I like that giddiness, and I I mean, I really I, That's did.
1: See, I'm a that when you talk about OCD, I think I probably am addicted to the giddy stage. But I realize what is going to follow the giddy stage right. is I'm going to start looking for an exit. Well, and there's just no point in continuing. And this. that's your body saying. I can't stand this anymore. Yeah. Right. got to get right. and out. so I did a lot of work not to get back
0: in the giddy now, stage. Now, are these <laughs> stages for men and women as well?
1: Yes, but they differ slightly
3: for men. Uh, in the attachment and commitment stage, during sex, during orgasms, <laughs> the oxytocin is released for women in any case. But for men, only if they have an emotional attachment to the woman they're sleeping with. Isn't that strange?
0: Yes, I'm wondering how this study was done exactly. Well,
3: I didn't... You can just you can just Google it. It's all over the place. Google did it. Google did it. No, okay. no, no. I professor d- Google. You know when I read these things on the internet, I always go to the original source and read the abstracts. I don't just read it off um, Buzzfeed. But or yeah, whatever. but wouldn't
2: that's very interesting? What scientists said. Hmm. This year we're going to study love.
3: Well, I think it's probably a pretty uh, universally, um, you know, something that people want to know about. Well, is there's the a lot is of the, are
0: the love studies funded by <laughs> the United States? I'm sure
3: these are all. Yeah, these were all done at universities here.
0: I see.
1: Have you all read books such as Smart Women, Foolish Choices? And yes. And, mm-hmm.
2: and um,
0: have I ever told
2: you that story? Oh my gosh, Mm-mm. my best girlfriend. All of my best girlfriends were married four times. And um, well, we're your
0: best girlfriends.
2: Well, yes. N- now you are. At one stage of my life, and all my best girlfriends <laughs> were married four times. All right, but the best girlfriend that you know, and I'm not going to say, been married four times, and she was dating this guy, and she was very serious about him. And I thought, oh, here we go again. And so she broke up with him. I thought, hallelujah, thank the Lord. And so for her birthday, I gave her smart women stupid choices. And I went in and I said, This is your birthday present and we were big on giving presents and started opening it and who comes out of the kitchen? Hey Joanne, Betts and I got back together and went, Give me the book back. <laughs> Give me the book back. <laughs> she had not opened it at that moment. Oh good. Luckily
1: she did when she did open it, she thought it was hysterical. One of the books that I read and I'm not a big fan of self help books, but one of the books that I read back in the day was The Men Are From Women are from Venus, yeah. men it's are from Mars. From Mars yeah. And that actually made a lot of sense because I could see in my own, I could see myself, I could see what he said as being true. I would treat the person that I was supposedly in love with the way that I wanted to be treated. Right. And that isn't necessarily how right. a man wants to be treated. And so I had to learn, mm-hmm. I learned a good bit from That's reading the premise that behind book.
3: the love languages, is right. to learn your partner's love right. language so and express love. The way they see right.
1: it, blah blah blah.
0: Well, what blah. stage are you in when he uh, starts looking at younger women and leaves you?
3: That's his addiction to the first round.
2: And don't you think that men have, like, you know, they was the, the line about how men go from flower to flower to flower.
3: <laughs> well, the the reason for any biological thing to exist is to to be more, you know, to yes, make more to of make themselves. To make more so though. That's got a, a g- pretty compelling case for men to, to seek younger women when they're... Well, I just happened to have brought done. my
2: poem called Ode to Divorce. Gail, would you share your poem, Ode to Divorce, please? I'd like to
0: <laughs> share my poem called Ode to Divorce. It's, kind of, it's It's not three pages long, but it is a page long. Now, I didn't bring Ode to, to Pluto, but I did bring Ode to Divorce. Just as you started to go to pot, your husband's testosterone begins to rot... He goes into crisis of midlife and finds himself a brand-new wife. Your hair has started to turn gray or blue, and he's definitely leaving you. No matter how you diet or how you dress, he's moving to the Holiday Inn Express. Your knees hurt and you're tired. Worse, from your marriage, you've been fired. There is no other. He'll tell that lie, finding myself before I die. Oh, no, because there's a Betty or an Ann... Margaret, Joan, Bernice, or Nan, or really the worst scenario, there might be a James (laughs) or a Joe. Don't try to be kind so he'll come home. You'll end up broke and still alone. Take the money, take the house, take the stocks, because he's a louse. Get the condo, or he'll buy a Porsche. Hire the best lawyers for divorce. Don't try to be reasonable or even fair. Just put him in the timeout chair. To the lockbox, arriving first, leave him with hunger and with thirst. Take the savings and his pension. Gee, I hope there is no tension. Please don't weep or show emotion, for he has lost all devotion. Don't reason plea, beg, or cajole. Just be cool and get the gold. You've raised the kids. They're fine. Maybe Dad's lost his mind. What about all the years you spent? Surely Dad will wake and relent. While you're lounging in Jamaica, don't think about how he forsake you. Pity him for his time will be raising babies at 70.
3: (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And eating at McDonald's. Uh, You know, back to those men, you can actually transfer a gene in a polyamorous mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. From a monogamous mouse, a gene that binds vasopressin and... um, the polyamorous mouse will turn into a monogamous
4: mouse. What color so are,
0: p- are these <laughs> m- polyamorous mice? I think
3: they're calico. Does that mean that
4: if you have a, a straying spouse, you could give that person an injection of some sort and solve the problem? Well, maybe our a grandchildren, pet mouse.
3: Maybe our grandchildren will be able to gene therapize their maybe some gene therapy on their straying husbands.
4: I'm just curious. In your research, did you run up on anything from Dr. Ruth?
3: No, I did not. I kinda miss Doctor Ruth. She was fun.
1: What
4: about Doctor Phil's
1: son's house? What about, about
0: it? it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the dining room wall is the all the decoration on the dining room wall is just total weapons. What? Like uh, itica-
0: remind me who Doctor Phil is. He's oh, The
1: one on that, that Oprah gave his start to who I don't know that he's really a doctor. Does no, he have a
3: niche? A niche?
0: Doctor he Phil
1: help everything. He yeah. self helps everything. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Dr. Phil. Is he McGraw. kinda chubby and bald? Yes.
0: And uh, he and his wife walk out of the studio after every show. I
1: don't know because I don't have cable TV, but he I j- only knew him <laughs> when he was on Oprah. But his they've got the staircase is metal, but it's all horns. Antlers oh, and horrible. horns. It's the it's it's just an awful house and it's on the market for millions and millions of dollars but what does it say about the dr phil family that their dining room decoration is an entire wall is this dr phil or dr phil's son Well, it was dr phil's house that became dr phil's son's house this was trending on my computer the other day (laughs) 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 is it called the horny house (laughs) it just (laughs) might be i don't know it's
0: this would sell it you know, I know a couple of realtors in Auburn could sell that house in a minute. Just calling it the horny house.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, well, nice I just back to love poems. <laughs> the poem the I mean, it was tangentially connected because of Doctor Phil.
4: Yeah, we go <laughs> the love doctor. Not to change the subject, but please I was thinking the other day <laughs> about first loves. Yes, which is you know most of the time that's that's just a a good story but my first real boyfriend was a guy who was so painfully shy that needless to say I never got a kiss and hardly even eye contact but he would ride his bike all the way to my house which was several miles away from his house back in the day when there weren't sidewalks or anything and he would sit in the yard with me and didn't talk or anything else but he showed up one day and he brought me a trinket that he'd made and so he'd taken a slab of mica and he'd taken some crystals and put them on there like sort of a cross or thing and gave that to me and no no nothing to hang it on or anything but anyway so about three weeks ago my grandchildren were going through old jewelry boxes at my house and they found this baby and it was i know it was one of those like wow and so i googled him and he is still alive and i don't know much else um, but anyway, it was. But it was like. So I you're stalking sort of your old boyfriend? No, I just too. Googled, and that doesn't That's count as stalking. It unless does, you over it and does. over and over again. It is but stalking. It was a sweet.
3: So I'd rather yeah. have some mica with some with some mm-hmm. little sparklies than a
4: gold ring yeah. from Tiffany's. Yeah. and we didn't. Not me, to audience. Anything. <laughs> Not
0: me. This is this is your queen speaking. Don't send me any mica. I'll take the gold.
3: <laughs> I have <laughs> a... a, oh, a g- oh, go ahead. Jinx, I was so in love with my first boyfriend, it was embarrassing, and he was fond of me. One of my children found a note he had written to me when I would go away for the summer, and, and he signed it fondly, and his name, by the way, is Dusty Davis. Dusty, are you listening? <laughs> you should not have signed that note fondly. <laughs> that was so mean.
0: That's how I sign my letters.
3: That's <laughs> your love letters.
0: All my but letters are love letters. I was
3: so in love with him, and it was an unbalanced relationship from the beginning, and... um. Of course, we broke up, and he broke my heart, and life goes on, and you know how when somebody breaks up with you, you think, oh, I, w- I, w- I just hope I someday know. that they regret it or something, you know, and anyway, we were grown, and we each are married to our own folks, he did call me and invite me to his wedding, and he said he wanted the first girl he loved to meet the last girl he loved, isn't that sweet? That is
2: yeah, very sweet. Yeah, but is sweet. it, the
0: last girl?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty thick. But he followed me down the street in Auburn as and we were adults and he came up behind me, put his hand on my shoulder, I turned around and he apologized to me for the way he had treated me in high school. And it was like, Man, that was almost worth getting treated so badly
1: (laughs) to be apologized to. It's like when that obscene phone caller called and apologized for making obscene phone calls to me. That's a real good story. Yeah.
2: Somebody made obscene phone calls and then apologized?
1: Years later. I oh. never knew, he never he, identified himself, oh, okay. but he called oh. back and apologized for the obscene I phone I think calls. I've
0: told you this, but I used to get obscene phone calls between, well, we had quarters back then, <laughs> not semesters at college. We had quarters. And so between quarters, I'd get an obscene phone call from this guy which just totally pissed me off because I guess all the people he really wanted to call (laughs) were back home with their parents (laughs) and of course I was a town girl so I'm what's left for his obscene telephone calling this is what I told him you know that I resented it totally that he called me between quarters to say these things to me and uh he never called me back
1: oh (laughs) wow, you were honest with him yeah
0: that's what happens when you're honest with an obscene telephone
1: not too long ago I found a pocket off of a boy's shirt and i know who whose shirt it came off of
0: did you rip it off his shirt
1: yeah oh we used to do things like that we would rip that thing off the remember the thing oh, on the, the back yeah the little or jab. or if you liked him or he liked you he'd rip his pocket off and give it to you and i remember the night uh, he. what did about that. ripping
0: the bodice well
1: this that was, was like
2: a hundred years before that this, this, <laughs> was, this was in the
1: late 60s early well actually late 60s and i know that that pocket could not have still smelled like british sterling but i promise you when i picked it up and held it i could smell british sterling you still
2: had the pocket
1: yeah i did i don't know if I, i might you know i'll go through these things where i purge all these memories every now and then and i don't know whether i made myself let the pocket go or whether i put the pocket back in a jewelry box.
2: Well, you know, they say what that for memory, scent is the strongest indicator. You know, that Mine was Hawaiian smooth. Surf.
0: That
1: Hawaiian right
2: Surf. Hawaiian Surf. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I loved, I, I dated a guy that wore Hawaiian Surf, and I think of him, and I have stalked him on Facebook. You know, all my old boyfriends that I looked at on Facebook, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I think I just dated them because they were cute and I liked their car or something because...
2: Well, you were you were not
0: blooming. You were unfolding. N- no, I I don't think I was because <laughs> these people were ignorant. They belonged to the wrong, wrong political party. And, oh. <laughs> and uh, also, I mean, I was just shocked when I'd looked them up at, at their... Profile. That's
1: happened to me too.
0: Also, one of them looked cross eyed, and I know he wasn't cross eyed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you, you dated knowledge. him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was not cross eyed, but somehow he's managed to get that way.
2: Gail. Well, I could truly say, I'm and trying if to. If you're think. out
0: there, Dave, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know a good eye doctor. <laughs> call him out. Please. Yeah,
0: there's I an operation for that.
2: They, um, uh, you know, and think I didn't date, I think I dated twice all in, throughout high school, so Jimmy Camp, not I did. I only, I was, went to Catholic schools. We didn't, you weren't oh my allowed. God.
3: She's stuttering a date. lot. I know. Getting that out. So wait, is Jimmy the first man you dated?
2: Truly,
0: yes. For I dated a so many people, time, I can't even remember who they are. And you
2: know, I know that there were a lot of women that did that, but I, I guess there was one before him, another David. Who was a doctor's son, and he was probably a first crush.
0: I was in Montgomery at a um, banquet, and this guy was sitting across from me, and uh, he said, "Asked me had I gone to Auburn?" I said yes, and he said, um, and "I said my family were all Auburn graduates, and that my brother had been an ATO at Auburn." And he goes, "Oh, I was an ATO at Auburn." And uh, he said, "What was your brother's name?" And I told him, and he said you know, I dated one of his sisters, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, even though I have no sister, well, I'll certainly tell her. <laughs> I'll remind her of this. <laughs> tell me your name again.
3: So I cannot <laughs> name names for this story, but here's a true story that happened to someone local <laughs> while a student at Auburn met this cute girl one night out at a bar, and they enjoyed their time together, and this was before, you know, the world was scary like it is now, and they went home and and did the Cirque du Soleil, and the next morning she said, "I gotta, I gotta go. i here to meet some old family I've never met. <laughs> have lunch with."
0: And she turns out—it turns and out to be said, him.
3: Oh, really?
2: <laughs> oh
0: no.
3: So yeah, they had to go to lunch and pretend they'd never met, and turned out they were long lost cousins. And oh uh, she
2: was just in town God. to meet so <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was
0: worried about my boyfriend being cross-eyed. I had a, <laughs> I had a <laughs> girlfriend. I children.
2: <laughs> this I don't. Maybe this only happens in small towns, but I had a girlfriend who remarried. Her husband left her, and so she remarried, and then realized that the guy she remarried had some familial. You know, connections. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that the law wouldn't allow. But <laughs> she used to put up a chart when all of the family got together at the lake for these reunions. She would put up a chart and t- remind all the teenagers to go check the chart before they got romantic <laughs> with oh anybody goodness. at the well, reunion. Uh,
0: there's a family in in this area. They have that a reunion, <laughs> and they wear they they're they're good breeders. They they wear. <laughs> name tags and if they're from one brother of the i mean one of the grandfathers something they have a little yellow dot on the tag and another might have a green dot on the tag well a <laughs> lot of them have yellow green red <laughs> 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 we are podcasting from Alabama Those <laughs> right. of <you> out there <laughs> listening to
3: us
4: from places far away
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well when you mention the sister thing so i have a sister who is is and always has been very beautiful she's always the cool one in the family oh yeah like you're not Katie, well, Katie. It's, Katie. True, yeah. it's true true yeah. and Katie she is the beautiful <laughs> mystic <laughs> but she you is a gorgeous she was, mystic she was um very popular and so these days the, the stalking thing people contact me to find out where Jay is oh dear. you know <laughs> or your her, her ex-boyfriend Jay is my sister so her it's ex- not your brother boyfriends. no not my brother so um, her ex-boyfriends will, you know, track her down via me, mm-hmm. which is I vaguely remember is sort of how I got some dates after Jay wasn't interested. Then they'd mm-hmm. ask me out. Right. So we just out. had fun. <laughs> it was yeah. It was yeah. That, that's what clothes, I used to do to my clothes, roommates Whatever you know. You'd call, just call for them. the
0: roommate, and even if she was there, I go, she's not here right now. <laughs> but this is Gail. <laughs> so
3: Mary Littleton said to me once. Um, about your family, Katie. Yeah, all the Lamars are gorgeous. Just beautiful people inside and out. And Mary Littleton came up to me at a party and she said, I have a crush on all of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now that you've mentioned Mary Littleton, I have to tell you, and this is in one of our books, and I think it's either in uh, Mastering the Art of Winch Cooking or The Ploy of Cooking. But Mary Littleton was telling me she had a new power mower. And uh, I said... Well, Bob and I have Power Moors. We love them. We have two of them. We ride them all the time at the farm. <laughs> they do the job great. And I don't know what we'd do without them. <laughs> and Mary goes, that's Paramore. <laughs> 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 it's a good image. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Get those ears cleaned out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I could read my poem about stalking my old boyfriend online. It's very short. and it's Okay, um, go ahead. I have found your picture as well as your biography on the world wide web. So you like to garden and play with your grandchildren. I might say you're handsome still. But you left favorite books blank. You were never a renaissance man. Yet now you grow irises and other ero- uh, exotic I'm sorry to say <laughs> erotic <laughs> exotic life forms. Were you mask in your youth? Or disguised in a web. (laughs) He just had it unfolded.
3: (laughs) May I read one of my favorite poems? poems Ever? It's very short and I didn't write it. And y'all all all know it. You can join in with me. Why didn't you write it? Because Langston Hughes wrote it first. Oh, I love Langston Hughes. Go (laughs) go right too. My students, I used to have them memorize this every February. It's called Harlem Night Song. I'm sure y'all know it. And if not, I'll just read it for your pleasure. Come, let us roam the night together singing. I love you. Across the Harlem rooftops, moon is shining. Night sky is blue. Stars are great drops of golden dew. Down the street, a band is playing. I love you. Come, let us roam the night together singing.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. Very nice, yes.
3: That's a quality time love poem with a little word of affirmation thrown (laughs) in. What's
0: what's your (laughs) favorite love poem, Marion? I think I've got it in front of me. What is
1: it? The River Merchant's uh-huh. Wife. I like The River Merchant's Wife an awful lot. That's the only it's
0: poem, other than my own poem, that's the only poem I brought because it is such a it's love poem. It's absolutely beautiful. And I'm going to read it later. But let's see. I want to ask Katie, what's your favorite love poem?
4: You know, I'm, I'm not sure I could just pull one up. I hate it when I, I feel like I have to pick my favorite of anything. Because okay, I have what's, so a, many what's one that, you love? Well, yes. I'm not sure I could tell you that either, but you know what? I probably would be more. What comes to mind sooner are love songs. Yes, yes The songs uh. about love, which is poetry, just mm-hmm. absolutely. Music, um, so when my husband and I were dating, we we had several moments where we thought, "Hmm, you know, you're you're dating, you're not sure," and then thought, "I, I like the answer that you just gave." And so one of them was something about eggplants, and it was from a thousand. I've uh, um, a thousand, thousand years, years, of, years so of Solitude. a hundred years of yeah, solitude. Egg, who, whether or not you like eggplants, which was the characters. If you'll have to read the story to get the whole background of that. So we, we connected on eggplants. But then Don't tell anybody else that I know. No, <laughs> I think that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, um, aubergine. That was Aubergine. Yeah. Aubergine. Yeah. aubergine. Oh yeah. Um but the other thing was that the song in The Sound of Music, I Must Have Done Something Good. Oh yes. I think that is the most mm-hmm. I and that was another one. So we have the lyrics of that framed in our bedroom because that's such a lovely song
2: I go back to my roots and um, you know believe me of all those endearing young charms which I gaze on so fondly today would melt by tomorrow and flee from my arms like some fairy gifts fading away that would still be adored as this moment thou art let thy loveliness fade as it will and around the dear ruin each wish of my heart would entwine itself verdantly still it's an old Irish song. Oh, I don't even know who that's wrote lovely. it.
1: A beautiful love story for people of an age is also Garcia Marquez, Love in the Time of Clara. Yeah. That's oh yeah. Yeah. quite right. a beautiful love
0: story. And of course, uh, Like Water for Chocolate is a lusty love yes, story. It is. Very lusty. Very lusty. It
1: is. When, I was when I had a husband... Back then? Back then, um, one of the first books he gave me was Pablo Naruda's Love Poems. Nice. And I remember when he went away for the summer to sell Bibles for the Southeastern Book (laughs) Company or Southwestern (laughs) Book Company, I (laughs) sent him, um, I sent along with him John Donne's poem about the compass points. Yeah, You know what I'm talking about? My mind's gone blank. I know the name of it and I can't think of it. I can't either. But you put the compass point here, but Mm -hmm. wherever you go the other end of the compass point will follow so i was quite the romantic in my early years and did he sleep
0: in his car while he was selling bibles
1: they had rooms to stay in the southwestern company gave them rooms to stay in but it was and they went door to door yeah it was a cult is what it was
0: Mm -hmm. did he ever sell one to flannery o'connor he
1: never sold one to flannery o'connor but i went up to get him when the summer was over and Saw quite a bit of tobacco country, and met some characters right out of Flannery O'Connor. And did he
0: make money selling bibles? No, no,
1: no. He ended up owing money mm. because he gave people the books if they couldn't <laughs> afford them. Well, that's very Jesus-like of him. Oh no. my I mean. God! Should have. <gasps> Wait, what's that? Is that the mystic moment? Oh, it is time the for the mystic time.
2: moment. <laughs> yes. Hmm. I have one. Today, as I've told my mystic sisters, we are going to be entertaining the Les Saisons Study Club, which is an old, old, old study club. And I don't mean the people in it. I mean that it's probably been there a 100 years, literally. And the our hostess is a, a friend of mine. Her dad is a, a wonderful friend of mine. He's a local vet. And the lady who invited us, though, had a moment, and sh- she could not tell me where the hostess lived. She said, oh, it's out Oak Bowery Road. Well, Oak Bowery goes on forever. I mean, All I the think, way
0: to Oak Bowery.
2: Yeah, all the way to Oak Bowery precisely, <laughs> <laughs> which is none too close here. And so I called her brother, who is an attorney and a friend of mine, and he happened to be in court, but this day and age while you're waiting you turn you have your phone with you and you, he was texting me and he said what's up and I said I need to know where your sister lives now they've been in this community for as long as I've known and he says I don't know my sister's address <laughs> <laughs> now A that's love or where <laughs> she lives which I know which is even worse because he lives next door to her
3: oh well then he can just guess
2: Yes, like he could. He could have just guessed, and they well, live across the street from their father. You could get his address. I did get his address okay. at that. Yeah. And then we could point. either make it Actually, to the hostess or the father. We can, but I, I just cut the chase and I called Tippy. And I said, "What's your address? <laughs> 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 your family does not seem to know." But as I was checking is this on the Mystic Calendar? It is on the Mystic Calendar, and we Where will is discuss. The mystic Calendar?
1: It's not on my Mystic Cal. Y- it's not on, y- my it's not my on mine. <laughs> I'm trying. You're to think the of Mystic one. Calendar.
3: I set one up, but nobody ever checked it, so I quit putting things on. Oh, it.
1: that <laughs>
2: Mystic
0: Calendar! <laughs> <laughs> where where does one that, go? That
2: that is
3: a Mystic moment. Where is the Mystic <laughs> Calendar?
0: <laughs> where are our bylaws? Where are our bylaws? Oh, Ooh, sure. I'm going to get
1: busy. I know. I was going <laughs> to. I had a Mystic moment this week. I went home to Jernigan to my mother's to celebrate my mother's 92nd birthday. <gasps> When is your mama's birthday? January 3rd. Oh, my gosh. I wish I knew. I gave them liquor. What (laughs) she wanted more than anything else for her birthday was for me to, like, help her polish some, wash some crystal and polish some things and clean out a trunk. So when I was cleaning out the trunk, I found the Christmas card. And those of you who have Facebook probably saw it. I found the Christmas card I got in 1972 from Rod McEwen who had a big hand in making me the silly little romantic that I was. Rod McEwen wrote you? Well, his press person, I'm sure, did. I'm sure Rod McEwen didn't sit down and write that card, but,
3: (coughs) yeah. Well, all I can think of, I I came late to Rod McEwen, and by the time I started listening to him, I was just too cynical. But, come on, he's got a line in one of his poems where he says, Some have said... I taste like almonds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to almonds. Gail couldn't. Gail couldn't. Gail you wouldn't like Rod McEwen. McEwen. I would be allergic to oh. Rod McEwen. Don't bring that letter around. I
1: used to listen to his "The Sea." Do you know my poem, "The Sea"? Do you know my friend, "The Sea"? She sees everything we do because you know he would get very dramatic. Very. But I. I found it in French, and I don't speak French, <laughs> but I would lie in my bed at night <laughs> with those eight, with that 8-track tape of the sea, going, and that's what I would go to sleep to. Rod McEwen was, I think it was him reading, but it was yeah. in French.
0: Speaking of French, the little fairy that lives in my computer changed my Facebook to French.
1: Oh, oh that, <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, That's um, a mystic moment. I don't. <laughs> I don't speak French. I'm fluent in German and Pig Latin, but uh, <laughs> do not speak French. Well, actually, I don't speak German. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you
3: know, Facebook also has Pirate as a language setting.
0: Well, I I didn't know I had set this to French, but I w- was because today. Uh, No, not today, but because there was a podcast I wanted to, one of our podcasts I wanted to talk about, I was interested in doing that, which is very hard to do when you don't speak French and you're trying to navigate Facebook.
4: So (laughs) I have a senior mystic moment that just occurred while we were doing this podcast, (laughs) which is that the eggplant story is in... Um, love in the Time of Cholera, not in a thousand years oh. I mean, A hundred years of Let's solitude. So I just want to make sure. I knew that, I just didn't say that. So I just wanted to clarify that. But so they're that both everybody wonderful everybody books. Uh, anybody who's fact checking us, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to be the one who completely <laughs> is gets off the rails here.
1: I've also thought of one of my favorite love poems, but I don't remember the name of it. <laughs>
0: Or why you liked it, It It or what book it's in. Somebody
1: identify this. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths?
2: No,
0: I can't identify it.
1: It's beautiful. No, but I can. You know, turn my
2: phone. I told
0: my fellow swimmers yesterday I was reading a very good book, but I couldn't remember the name of it. But it was one word, and it was longer than eight letters.
1: (laughs) 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 It's it's only like four lines. It's beautiful. Five lines. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths of silk and.
3: Well, while we're looking for this on the phone, <laughs> I just have to say about my own romance with my husband. He, he doesn't write me love poems or we don't have anything on our wall, but he introduced me to Tom Waits and, you oh. know, drop the mic, as they wow. say. That's all you need. And That's right. He just had to play some Tom Waits, and that was it. We've been together for over 30 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a Yeats poem, and it's, Had I the heavens embroidered cloths and wrought with gold and silver light, The blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half light. I would spread the cloths under your feet, but I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly because you tread on my dreams. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. That's
0: a beautiful point. You know, Ezra Pound's uh, wife, Dorothy Shakespeare, was friends with um, Yates and introduced Ezra Pound right? I didn't know that. I'll
1: h- let me shout out to my friend. Um, I don't say words like shout out, but I just did it. I had a friend in <laughs> <an> undergraduate. <laughs> I drop the mic. <laughs> I had a friend in undergraduate school named Mr. Jarecki. We were in Ruth Britton's American Literature class together, and he would come over to my apartment after class, and we would take turns reading the lesson for the next day to each other. We would, like, make tea or make coffee and just cuddle up and read the American Literature. Level. Y'all would cuddle up? Yep. And um,
0: with a guy named Mr. Jurecki, yeah, is he living still?
1: Yes, he lives in in um, either Washington or Oregon, and we fa- we email quite frequently. He went from here to North Carolina and then became a lawyer and then married. Who married a lawyer, and they live, I think, in Oregon. I remember him reading this. Or, or I remember the two of us reading this back and
0: forth. The river's merchant's, yeah, the river merchant's, wife. merchant's
1: wife. A letter. It's one of my memories from girlhood. The
0: thing about this today, I've always loved this, and I always knew that Ezra Pound wrote it, but he didn't. <laughs> oh. No, it's a translation from Lai Po. Right. It's Chinese. Right.
1: But he translated. It. He
0: translated it. But I've told a million people they would love this Ezra Pound <laughs> poem. And I think he gets credit for it, but. <coughs> you can hear the Chinese in the poem. While my hair was still cut straight across my forehead, I played about the front gate, pulling flowers. You came by on bamboo stilts, playing horse. You walked about my seat, playing with blue plums. And we went on living in the village of Chokan, two small people, without dislike or suspicion. At 14, I married my lord, Yu, I never laughed, being bashful. Lowering my head, I looked at the wall. Called to a thousand times, I never looked back. At fifteen, I stopped scowling. I desired my dust to be mingled with yours. Forever, and forever, and forever. Why should I climb the lookout? At sixteen, you departed. You went into far Cotean, by the river of the swirling eddies. And you've been gone five months. The monkeys make sorrowful noise overhead. You dragged your feet when you went out. By the gate now, the mosses grown, the different mosses, too deep to clear them away. The leaves fall early this autumn in wind. The paired butterflies are already yellow with August over the grass in the West Garden. They hurt me. I grow older. If you're coming down through the narrows of the river Coyne, Please let me know beforehand, and I will come out to meet you as far as Chofu say.
2: Very sweet. Isn't that Mm -hmm. a great point? This is something that probably would be another mystic podcast, but, you know, your first crush, your first crush on someone older than you. And I was just that made me think of it with
1: Mr. Greg. Well,
2: that's all Marion did was
0: fall in love with older men.
1: Mr. Grecchi was my exact same age, though.
0: Oh. And as many times as I've talked about how nice those cute young things are, she doesn't pay any attention. (laughs) Oh, yes. Love, love, love. Ask Mary where people can find us. She knows.
2: Mary, where
0: can people find us?
2: The best way to keep up with the mystics
3: is to follow us on our social media accounts. You can find information about us our books, our other creative endeavors, updates, events, links to the podcast, and links to our website. We're on Facebook at The Mystic Order of East Alabama, and we're on Twitter at The Mystics Pod. If you don't use social media like Joanne...
2: I do occasionally. When? (laughs) Name one time. Yeah. Um. (coughs) While she's (laughs)
3: thinking, if you want to just email us directly, we have a nice, easy to remember email address. It's the mystics pod that's an s at the end of mystics the mystics pod at gmail.com of course you can just google us and you'll find us the podcast is available on all the popular podcast platforms and on youtube and like i said the links are on social media And if you are enjoying our podcast, please remember to subscribe. We don't have a lot of subscribers. We get a lot of people saying, yeah, I'm listening to your podcast. But if you subscribe, then we know you're listening, and we appreciate it. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends and share.
2: And as we're talking about love, remember, ladies, to always be the flame, not not the the moth. moth.